To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. We're discussing the tensions between Labour and the Green Party. Things seem to be really heating up following the scrapping of a container return scheme. James Shaw says he wasn't consultant and it was part of their agreement that he should be. David Cormack is a former Green Party advisor, now a PR specialist, and he joins me now. Good morning, David. Kia ora, Nick. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. As an expert observer, how tense do you think think things are between Labour and the Greens? Yeah, they're, they're pretty tense. Um, I know that leadership in the Greens is pretty dark that Labour did not consult them on uh, Hipkins coming out and backpedalling as fast as his little legs could take him away from some climate policies. Uh, in their agreement, it's basically like, yes, you can, you know, screw these up and chuck them out, but you do at least need to talk to us about it before you do that. And Labour just simply didn't consult with the Greens before they did that. And a lot of people might go, well, you know, that's kind of trifling, but the Greens always operate on a slightly... They fancy themselves a higher level of um, idealist rather than politicians. And so for them, honour and integrity is actually really important. Like you saw last term, right, they voted for the Waka jumping legislation, despite the fact that internally they hated it. But they felt that because they had signed up to it when they signed the confidence and supply agreement with Labour, they had to accept it and vote for it because that's the honourable thing to do. And then they turn around and Labour just kind of dicks them in return when it comes to something which possibly a little bit more important with climate change policies and the walker jumping legislation. Um, but for Labour, it's just kind of politics as normal for them. Let's talk a little bit about leadership. It seems, and it's my, my thoughts, no one else's, that most people like James Shaw except for people in the Green Party. No, no. People, some people in the Greens do like James Shaw, and then some people feel that he hasn't been the sort of flag bearer of the of the radicalism and the activists that that predated him. I mean, James is is certainly not as 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 radical as other Green co-leaders have been. But at the same time, James has probably also achieved more than any other Green co-leader. It's just that that's come at the expense of some compromise. And so, for a lot of a lot of Green Party members, that compromises unacceptable because you're talking about something that is actually going to destroy the planet. And so there isn't actually room to compromise over that. So yes, he is popular outside of the Green Party, but a lot of those people are never actually going to vote for the Greens. So it's not that helpful to the party. Yes, there is tension within the party about James, but I think he's won a lot of people over anyway. Can you tell me what he has achieved in the last five years? Well, he has worked on legislation to bring agriculture into the emissions trading scheme. Now, whether or not Labor actually proceed with that is kind of up to them. Uh, he established the Climate Change Commission, which is something that didn't exist. He's made it so that nearly every piece of legislation that goes through the House has to have a climate change lens put over the top of it. Uh, he's ensured that the price of carbon never drops below a particular level so that those companies that have been burning fossil fuels and destroying the planet will actually have to pay some kind of cost for it. So he's actually done an awful lot of things that, that environmentalists have been wanting. It's just that it hasn't really gone as far as, as a lot of environmentalists would like, myself included. Uh, but you kind of work within the, the parameters that you can. Did you see Chloe Swarbrick on One News last night? No. No, I did not. 
She was she was very emotional. She I kind of got the feeling that she feels that she's that well, I, and it's me once again. I'm not trying to put words in her mouth, but I felt she felt that she was let down. Let down by, by Labor or by James? Both, I think. Well, I don't think I don't think we can blame James for Labor dicking them round here because they made a call and he's expressed his displeasure and said that you know they that they can't behave like this. Uh, and I'm sure that Chloe does feel let down. I'm sure that the entire caucus feels let down. I'm sure that the entire membership lets down. Anyone who gives a crap about climate change should feel let down by Labor's backpedalling. Uh, and so yeah, we're we're all kind of feeling let down by what this government said it would do on the can and what it actually is doing, which is just kind of shelving anything that might be a little bit difficult or tricky, just in an effort to try and win the election. We're talking to former Green Party advisor David Cormack. David, why do you think Te Party Māori are calling for Shaw's head? Well, I think Te Party Māori are also pretty close to, you know, being strong environmentalists as well. And they feel that if they were, say, the climate change minister, and this was the sort of treatment that was dished out to their portfolio and their cooperation agreement, that they would, you know, resign. Uh, and I don't think it's so much because they think James has failed. I think that they just think that in terms of James preserving his own mana, he should actually resign from the position as almost a protest. I mean, I can't speak for Te Party Māori. You'd have to, you'd have to ask them that question but I can only speculate. Do you really believe that James Shaw will be there come 14th of October? 100%. Do you really? Yeah, no doubt. Wow. Let's do have you a, not? Let's have a coffee on that one. Do you, do, do, you, do you not? Do you, think he'll, do you think he'll be sacked? Do you think he'll resign? What are you, what are you I, I heading think, towards there, Nick? I think he'll definitely... Uh, I think the Greens will definitely get rid of him. I think. I mean, I think Chloe Swarbrick will be there come 14th of October. There you go. I'll have a coffee on it with you. All right, deal. Okay. Thank you for joining us this morning, David. Good to talk. Um, do you, just quickly, do you think that we, we as a nation should be listening more to the Greens right now? 100%. I've been... <laughs> Greens are famous for banging on about problems about 20 years before everybody else goes, oh, yeah, that is a problem. And so we're seeing climate emergencies uh, more and more, not just in New Zealand, but around the planet. And we should be listening to the people that have got uh, decades of experience in studying this and coming up with policy ideas to both uh, reduce emissions but also mitigate against the effects. So, yes, we 100% should be listening to the Greens, but I would say that. Thank you very much. That's David uh, Cormack. He's a former Green Party advisor and PR specialist now. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.